Hi, welcome to the After Talk. My name is Simon. I'm here with Arthurs. What's up, everybody? And Wafa, today's guest. Hi. Hello, hi. How are you? I'm fine. What about you? Um, doing cool. And you, Arthurs? Fine, fine. Need <laughs> Let, sleep. A little bit tired. Yeah, I was about to say that. But today is about you, mainly. Um, so, where are you from? Okay, that's a bit complicated. Um, my father is Algerian, my mother is Bulgarian, so whenever people ask, I would usually say I'm from Bulgaria because this is where I was born and raised. But so yeah, I say Bulgarian, but okay. I'm both. But if it's Algerian who asks you, you say you're from Algeria? No, I, no. S- I give the answer of okay. both. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wh- wh- which country is more east? What do you mean by more east? Like located okay so it's uh, i guess it's bulgaria yeah but algeria is like northern africa yeah so yeah, yeah bulgaria yeah, yeah. is more east yeah um so that means that you have a african passport right yes i have you algerian can go to passport. yeah okay algerian passport <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know how that works <laughs> <Let's be specific>. <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> how that works can you go all over africa for free I don't think it's all over Africa. For example, I know that Egypt and Algeria have like big issues in like between each other, especially because of football for some interesting reason, soccer okay. to be exact. Uh, so I know that the two countries don't like each other. So for sure I can't go to Egypt, but I can go to many other countries. So, What's your favorite country in Africa? I have only been in uh, Egypt and Tunisia. Not Egypt, sorry, Algeria and Tunisia. And uh, I think I like Algeria more. So I will say Algeria. What's what's the capital of Algeria? It's called Algeria. (laughs) Very creative, I know. (laughs) Is the capital of Bulgaria, Bulgaria? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's also Algeria. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everything is Algeria. Um, So did you only live in Bulgaria or did you also spend some time of your uh, childhood in Algeria? Okay, so when I was younger, we would go to Algeria every summer. So I would spend there, like, not the whole summer, but, like, big portion of it. Uh, but I mainly lived in Bulgaria throughout my childhood. And then for three years, I also lived in Turkey. And now this is my first year in Denmark. So All over the place. Why, why did you live uh, in Turkey for three years? Okay, so after ninth grade, uh, my father suggested that I apply for some scholarship program for an international school in Turkey. And when I applied, it was an absolute joke. I didn't think I would get in. And like, to be honest, I didn't even want to get in at, the, at that time. So uh, you, you were like the smart kid that doesn't want to get the best grade, but <laughs> gets the best grade anyway. I, I, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but then, like, I won, like, I had an interview and they liked me, so I was just like, whatever, I will try, and if I don't like it, I can just go back to Bulgaria. So, this is how it happened. Did you like it? I guess so. I mean, I stayed the there, years, yeah. so I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it but was it was very international, so okay. that's what I loved. So, uh, but you ended up living there alone, right? So, without your family? Yeah, and yeah, I was alone in there, but I was living in a dormitory, so I was living with a lot of my classmates. Yeah. So it never felt lonely, but I was alone, yeah. technically. Yeah, mm-hmm. got it. Uh, so this was like the, was it end of your high school? Or mm, yes, some it part was of the, the last three years of high school. Okay, so you graduated over there. Mm-hmm, yes, okay. but I also graduated in Bulgaria. Uh, it was... <laughs> like a dual studium. Something. Exactly, yeah. So I have two high school diplomas now. 
What took me to Denmark? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, first of all, although I really loved my studies in Turkey, I didn't like the educational system in general because it's very theoretical. It's really based on like knowing everything about everything. So that means you just know stuff that are not going to be useful at some point. Uh, and uh, as a high schooler, I was extremely confused. I had no idea what do I want to do. Like I was switching from one field to another field. But for sure, I knew that it should be something with like, uh, I don't know, mathematics and like STEM in general. Uh, and then I talked to my brother, who is also studying in here, and uh, he suggested I try software engineering. And yeah, so basically, I didn't know that I'm coming to Denmark like until three days before I actually came because it was... Really? <laughs> yes, yes. Like I applied, but I applied just so I can have it in my options. Okay. Because until this point, I, I thought that I'll probably stay in Turkey to, for uh, like higher education. But then I was like, okay, I'll just give it a try. And I'm here now and I like it and I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, why not? You can always come yeah. come back to Turkey. So, I mean, exactly. Um, so uh, did you only have a... Does the higher education in Turkey in mind, uh, apart from the one in Denmark, or did you also consider some other countries as well? No, at that time, like I told you, I was extremely confused. So, like, I didn't even know. What <laughs> I, I think, like everybody, is <laughs> at yeah. that time. Like, I didn't even know what I feel. Do I want to go to? So I was thinking, yeah. like, like thinking even broader and like thinking about even more countries just would make me more stressed. So I, I was just going with those two directions. Yes, yeah, see, that's why you need one diploma. Two diplomas, yeah, oh my diploma, God. Too much, too much options. Too much. Like. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, like, but but as you also told us uh, that in Turkey, they are, the higher education is more like theoretical. Is this the same in my country, in Czech Republic? I don't know if it's the same in Latvia as well. Pretty same. Yeah, There's well, a lot what, of theory. I mean, like, and what, 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 what is it with the Eastern countries that... We all have so much theory. I mean, like, it doesn't really make sense, right? Because, like, if, if you think about, for example, like, I don't know, software engineering, mm-hmm. why why would you like to read books about it if you then have to, like, do it? I mean, like, it, it, it seems to me like it slows you down than, like, pushes you somewhere yeah, if, yeah. if you study, like, only theoretical. So it was probably a good choice to come here where... Like I said, I'm happy so yeah. far. So, but I agree. I think that it's uh, like you know the theoretical learning. It's like it should stay in the past, and we yeah. should like progress, move on a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But let's see. I want to talk a little bit about religion mm-hmm. with you. So, if you could give us a little, I don't want to say introduction again, but like you know. Something yeah. yeah, okay, okay. To get, get us it. into I the topic. Okay, so I am visibly a Muslim. Uh and that's because both my mother and my father are Muslims. But not not hearably. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> okay, guys. <I'm laughs> so <Muslim>. for Spotify <laughs> listeners. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so while growing up, I was raised as a Muslim child. But uh, as I know, for like many people, once you're a kid, you don't really understand religion. Like you, it's just this superficial thing. And especially in Islam, when I was young, I thought that there are too many rules. And I was thinking like, why? Why am I supposed to do all of those? stuff because you know you have to pray five times a day you're fasting during ramadan and so on and so forth and i was thinking why am i obliged to do those things for something that i don't even believe in uh, and that uh, went throughout my uh, teenage years i was with the same mentality while i was in bulgaria but then uh, once i went to turkey and i actually stayed on my own i realized how much i actually need my connection to my religion and this is the time that i started actually studying my religion more and exp like understanding uh, why do people believe in the things they believe and this is when i realized that my faith is growing so much more and i really felt uh, this connection to god um which to some people may be superficial but for me this is like a like it is a way of living like i can't see my life without my religion right now because it really helps me battle with um you know, loneliness, with just like with everyday life, it helps me extremely a lot. So this is the like the my journey through religion. Yeah. Um, what else should I say? <laughs> I, I'm actually <laughs> interesting if you are like, are you praying five times a day? Yes, I really? do. Really? Yes, yes. Shit, man. How, how, <laughs> how much time does it take you like in general for, 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 for one day? How much uh, time do you spend praying? I, I don't know. I would say like... Uh, 25 minutes maybe but it's a very individual like okay so like one routine is like five minutes yeah you can say that okay yeah but uh, you have your like your prayers are like spread throughout the day so you have it in like specific times yeah during yeah, the yeah. day uh so it's you still have the flexibility of when do you want to pray but it's better to pray like uh, at the time that uh, the prayer starts yeah so you can like you still have the flex flexibility of when to pray and like especially in school it's uh, that's very useful because uh, you know we have the prayer room and like yeah. I can just pray during the breaks. Yeah. So yeah. it it's good that we have that. Mm, and yeah, like I said around 25 minutes maybe. So you use school facilities for praying, yeah? Mhm. Mm yes. Okay. Do you very ever cool. meet somebody else there? Mm, yes, I do. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes it's used for other things. The like Sleeping? I mean for No. <laughs> 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 Did you do that? No, not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> not yeah. pointing, but um. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now I know. Uh but no, because sometimes you would it's not only for like Muslims, it's a prayer room for mm -hmm. like all the religions. So sometimes you would see Christians, sometimes you will see I guess Buddhists. So it's it's not like specifically for Muslims. Did somebody happen that like somebody from other religion was praying at the same time as you were in 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 the room? I don't think it happened. That would be interesting though. Yeah, but I I don't. Hmm. There isn't a problem about it. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't I mean, happen just, yet. But who knows? Maybe. Well, maybe who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Three day. more years, eh? <laughs> you you were also talking about the fasting during during the Ramadan. What is it about? Okay, so Ramadan is starting actually this uh, Saturday, oh, so on the no 2nd food. of April. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, it's the idea behind it is that you're supposed to experience, uh, I don't want to say you have to suffer, but it's like you are restraining yourself from food and drinks in order for you to uh, get like in a higher spiritual level. Uh, so you can like connect more to God throughout like understanding what your blessings are. 
So like you know, once you get hungry, you understand like how much you need food. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you start being more thankful for what you have throughout your days. Uh, but the, the basic idea behind Ramadan is that you don't uh, eat or drink anything before sunrise, and uh, yeah, so you don't drink after during sun daylight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you can have you <laughs> have you possibly <laughs> mentioned that to Sid because he's doing it as well? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> and he's very excited to do it, which oh, I'm he's happy very for. Excited. But what about when the sun sets? After that, you can eat and drink and enjoy. So, so and is it common that like people wait all day and they eat the whole night? Well, you can't possibly eat the whole night <laughs> because <laughs> your stomach shrinks. So, yeah, like you yeah. can eat like okay. significantly less. I think we could. But me and Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like if if I wouldn't be able to eat during the day, I would then wake up during the night like five times during the night. I would just eat. Probably. Yeah, I you mean, would. <laughs> not probably you. But well, that's not really the idea. Of yeah, Ramadan. yeah, I get it. So, so basically, you get like a breakfast and a dinner. Kind of, Kinda. but but depends when you wake up. Yeah. So, oh my God! So, so <laughs> if we are partying and then you, <laughs> then you sleep too long, you can't eat in the morning. So your hangover is like, oh, oh you are dying. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason we don't drink alcohol. Uh, you know? Oh yeah, that's true <laughs> that's as well. It. Okay, that makes okay. sense. No. <laughs> so, so, so if you are Muslim, you are not allowed to drink alcohol. Yes, we don't drink alcohol and we don't eat pork, which is the like most known uh, thing about Muslims, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Are I mean, you admiring? I, 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 yeah, yeah, kind of. I'm just getting it yeah. all singing. Um, do Muslims? It's 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 Muslim. Uh, I, I, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't abuse the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> is there something like with the Mecca, or is it a different religion? Yes, yes, it is. Okay. It is Islam. Is it uh, like the 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 trip to Mecca or how, how is it called? Yes, this is one of the pillars of Islam. So yeah. we have five and uh, pillars means like compulsory things that you have to do. And uh, if you are, if you're, no, I want to, I don't want to say wealthy, but like if you are able to, you have to make a trip to Mecca at least once in your lifetime. That's called Hajj. So you're supposed to perform that at least once in your life. If you are wealthy. Not if you're wealthy, if you're able to. I mean, everybody can walk. <laughs> yes, but I don't Everybody think you can, can walk from Denmark to. <laughs> but to that's Saudi the original Arabia. idea, right? Like the, the there was the walk to Mecca, right? Yes, and I, but I, that's I, like I, I thought everybody has to to like walk there. No, uh, we live in the twenty no. first century. Really, it's <laughs> religion. You plane. never know. <laughs> plane. Oh, so you take plane to Mecca and then back? No, it's uh, Hajj has uh, a lot of like I want to. Rituals, let's say it rituals. So there is walking involved okay. and there is traveling from one city to another city. Yeah. And like those are performed the way they are supposed to be performed. But the travel itself to Mecca, it can be done in like any yeah, kind yeah, of that, way. Okay. Like you don't have to okay. walk from Denmark to Saudi Arabia. Right. Would be cool then. Uh, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe uh, I should walk. try it someday. <laughs> What are the other four pillars of, of your religion? Okay, so there is Tehuid, uh, which means you believe in the oneness of God. That yeah. means uh, you only believe that there is one God. Yeah. Uh, then there is the prayer, which is five times a day. Then there is the fasting. Mm -hmm. And... The trip? Did I, did I, were they five? No, it's, the trip is only four. So you're missing one. 
Oh, and Zakat, which is uh, basically charity. That means that uh, when I was talking to Sid about it, he said that it's not Sid. I was talking to Andras about it and he was like, oh, that's like the taxes in Islam. <laughs> 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 and I guess it kind of is, but uh, it goes to charity. So uh, you're going to calculate how much money you make uh, throughout the year and then a certain amount of it is supposed to go to the poor people. And, yes, uh, taxes. Uh, and the important part is those people poor people uh, shouldn't like it's not compulsory for them to be muslims like it can be anyone who is in need ah, okay yes that's cool, cool okay. donating is good <laughs> okay <laughs> nice um one last thing uh about religion how is it about the clothing and stuff what do you mean by how is it with the clothing <laughs> okay so yeah so this is called the hijab yes and uh, Hi- hijab hijab, hijab was yes good okay yes. <laughs> And uh, the word from uh, translated from Arabic means a veil. So it kind of, uh, it's like, you know, to hide the beauty. And uh, a lot of uh, people think that uh, only women are supposed to dress in a certain way, but that's mm-hmm. not true. Men are also, they also have their own kind of hijab. Uh, so they're still like covering some body parts and it's, uh, you know, it's about like staying pure. And a lot of people think that you're staying pure for your husband or for your wife, but this is not the idea. You're doing this for God and God only. So it's in a way like keeping your body pure for the sake of God. This is the clothing part. How long does it take you to like do your hijab? To do my hijab? Every, I, at this point, I'm very professional. I've yeah. been wearing it for four years now. So like 30 I, seconds. <laughs> yeah, I can I can be very quick. <laughs> okay. But uh, I remember myself in the beginning, it was it was hard. Yeah. What what parts do you need to cover? Is it hair? Hair only? Uh, it's like... the hair, the ears. Yeah, yeah. And basically the only parts of your body that can be seen are your hands, your face and your feet. Okay. Yes. Well, how is it with men? With men, it's everything below the knee. And then the hands can be shown and the... Yeah. The, the rest. Oh, yeah. Okay. The head. Yes. It can be shown. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> going back to Denmark. Yes. What what was the culture shock when you came here? Like, what really shocked you? Like, that was different from home. Oh, that's a good question. <clears throat> But I guess how nice people are. Uh, I mean, like how polite they are and how stuff are actually happening. Because uh, for in Bulgaria, for example, whenever you're dealing with documents, let's say you will have like the worst nightmares because like. I have discovered this thing that like when you go to do like some documentation stuff, you're just going to have like the worst experience in your life when you're in Bulgaria. But in here, everything happens super quickly. And uh, about like uh, stuff being efficient, that's because like in Turkey, if someone tells you that something is happening in Monday, it will happen in Monday, but like three weeks later. Whereas <laughs> Monday is a Monday. <laughs> yes, Monday is a Monday. I mean, uh, whereas in here, like, If if they say it's happening on Monday, it will probably happen on Sunday. So like it will be like will even be, more efficient yeah. than you expect it to be. Yeah. So that's like the it's a good cultural shock shock. But other than that, I think that it's like I didn't experience anything very different because I have been here before. Like I came to visit my brother before, mm-hmm. so I didn't experience something like extremely shocking. What's the biggest difference between Bulgaria or like the east of europe and the north of europe um like, uh, like apart from the weather the, oh, <laughs> the weather <laughs> uh, i think that it's again about efficiency and yeah. politeness 
yeah. people in here are just like even even though like uh, there is this um, belief that Danish people are very cold. Uh, when you go to the shop, they're always going to be polite to you. So I think this is like the biggest difference. I'm not trying to say that Bulgarians are rude or anything. Don't get me wrong. But in here, everyone is just efficient and polite. So I think that's the biggest difference. What what is the what is the kind of mindset that is like in Bulgaria Bulgaria slash Turkey? Um, what's what's the difference in the mindset uh, from the from the mindset in the West slash North Europe? Like I I feel like here in the West slash North North Europe, <laughs> <laughs> the, I, uh, there's a lot of like material materialism. Okay, good. Um and uh, people like go for their careers and like having money and like secured future is like the most important thing in in our lives. So so is there any difference? So you mean in here people care more about their uh, like career and personal life? Yeah, yeah. And is it different it. in yeah, yeah. Uh I believe that in general in the East. Uh, like for a very very long there was this idea that the most important uh, thing in life is your family so like you know usually it would be the man going to work and the woman stays home with the children which is fine for some people but i do see it changing more and more every year so you would see a lot of young people going to different countries and like getting their degrees and like pursuing careers so I do believe that there is this uh, still th- this idea that like family is more important mm-hmm. still exists but I also think that people are changing. Yeah. So people are like trying to become more like the west. I so guess. the western world is getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly. Exactly. Is it is it the same with Algeria? Well, I haven't been in Algeria for a very long time, but I also think in there it's it's changing. Because I do know of a lot of cases for like, uh, especially for women, it's it used to be very important for them like, just to be housewives and nothing else. But I think that uh, it has changed a lot throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you I, have any grandparents there or in Algeria? Uh, yes, I have my grandfather in okay, there. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. I miss them, but what can you do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can always fly there. Now with, with the mm. money you make here, <laughs> yes, but it's complicated because uh, they had like extreme border, like uh, their borders borders were closed for a very very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like s- actual citizens, people who just oh, went really? for a vacation, yeah, to another country, even they couldn't go back okay. because of Corona. So and now you can go, but uh, there are so 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 many people traveling back that it's like almost impossible to get a ticket. So. so. Someday. No way home. I guess so. <laughs> oh my god. Um another question is <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go back to software engineering. Okay. So how did you decide that? Oh, software engineering. Uh like I already mentioned, I talked to my brother who is also studying software engineering. Um and he told me that it's not Because when I was thinking about software engineering, I was scared that, you know, I will have to stay behind the computer all day, every day and just code, which honestly didn't interest me that much because I'm a very social person. I really like meeting new people and whatever. Uh, So that kind of scared me. Uh, But then he told me that there is uh, a lot of group work and uh, there is a difference between software engineering and programming. And when you are an engineer, you actually work with the projects like uh, you... 
you do all the all of those analysis design and like you talk to the customer and so on and this is what interested me so i i've always liked um mathematics so i always knew that i will be like in an engineering kind of field but i just didn't know what type and uh, yes i chose software engineering it was kind of a big risk because i didn't know if i will enjoy it but so far so good i mean it's it's funny because i was talking to my parents the other day i was telling them like here in our software engineering class um the software engineers aren't the typical software engineers that you would imagine <laughs> Like <laughs> there aren't like programmers only. Like there's like I don't know three or four people in a whole class who <laughs> yeah, look, who actually look like programmers, yeah. and then random people all, all over the place, and yeah. you're like, that was, how that does this work? Like I mean, like it's completely different world from what I have imagined. Yeah, yeah, but I was very. <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like I, I was expecting me being completely outsider. Like, uh, are you? fit in very well because it's like everyone's <laughs> the same but not like oh i'm a programmer yeah i mean like, i i feel like there isn't i was expecting like i don't know for at, at least that's how it usually goes uh, in in Czech republic or that's what i've heard from uh my older like um friends that in the software engineering class there's i don't know half of the class or more are like the people that really understand the topic and then The rest is somehow like people who kinda or not understand the topic, uh, and here we are like mostly I don't know, complete beginners. Could we say that? I mean, like yeah. in the first yeah. semester we were just like, what what is what is coding? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I mean, like yeah, it's really surprising, and I, um, it's funny that that uh, the world that you don't know is completely different from your expectations. Now. Um, There is something else that is completely different from my expectations, and okay. that is uh, <laughs> writing a kebab with pee. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes kebab with pee? <laughs> I thought in Turkey is common thing to write kebab with pee. No, no, because no, no. some okay in Czech Republic, I sometimes saw kebab with pee as the normal thing mm-hmm. for me, and that kebab it with pee, and I was just like wondering. And I remember some some day I was like browsing the internet. And I I found that kebab with pee is like the original name of kebab. Is it? Do you know something about it? Since you've spent a lot of time in Turkey, I honestly don't know that much about it because I know that kebab in your country and kebab in Turkey are two something different things. Different. Yeah, because what, uh, what is kebab in in Turkey? Kebab in Turkey is the meat that you eat. So it's, yes, uh, it's just the meat okay. without bread or anything. Okay. Whereas for you, as I know, it's it's with the bread. Yeah, it's with the bread or in tortilla or something yeah, exactly. like this. Yes, but uh, I can't say I know much about it, but I know that it's written kebab with B. Okay, so <laughs> official official name is kebab with B. <laughs> yes, so but this is uh, maybe you're confused because uh, in Turkey, when you want to make it plural, so like if you want to say kebabs, you're yeah. going to say kebaplar, which means that it it will the B will turn into P. Ah, so maybe this see? is how it's confusing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this may be the, the fact that just skipped the ending and found yeah. the P. I was like, oh, yeah. there's a P. Why there's a P? <laughs> <laughs> that might be the thing. Okay, well, yeah. that's that's really interesting. So, so how do you call the kebab in bread actually? That's a durum. Okay, and in tortilla is. Um, well, let... actually, the 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 tortilla one it's durum. But then the one in bread, it's uh, it depends on like the store. But usually they call it tombik. 
How? <laughs> Tombik. I've never heard Tombik. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, Durum, yes, but Tombik, no. <laughs> what's what's the most favorite um, kebab in in Turkey? Like uh, the one that oh, there is everybody this one. should buy oh, and taste. I, I don't like it personally because I'm not that big of a meat eater. But uh, whoever goes to Turkey tries uh, Adana kebab. And as I know, this is like the most famous one they have. And there is another one called Iskender. So those are the two most common ones that like, I guess everyone should try if they're a meat lover. Are, are they making kebab from pork as well? I don't think so. Not in Turkey, at least. <laughs> Maybe they do, but in some like special places. Okay. Um, what is your dream job? Oh. <laughs> Straightforward. <laughs> Straightforward. <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big topic change. Um, I, I actually hate this question so, so much because uh, I'm a very undecisive person, unfortunately. Like I told you, I knew that I will come to Denmark three days before I came. So I kind of go with the flow. But since I started software engineering, it probably is something that involves uh, obviously software engineering. And also like talking to clients and meeting new people, maybe brainstorming. So I don't have a specific name for that job, but anything that involves people and computers. Hmm. And maybe machine learning. <laughs> that sounds super interesting. Is software engineering like a big thing in Bulgaria? Do you think you would be able to like find a good job there? Well, in this I, field? I don't know if I'm planning to go back to Bulgaria oh, after just, university, yeah. <laughs> but it is a big field. So, And I think that software engineering is a field that you can practically find job in any country in the world. And that's a big reason of like, uh, it's a big part of the reason why I chose software engineering, mm -hmm. because it's very diverse. Like you can go anywhere in the world and work. Uh, but yeah, in Bulgaria, it's a pretty big thing. So you can find a decent job with software engineering. Do you have some funny story from Denmark? <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's just changing topics one from one. <laughs> quick fire, quick fire. <laughs> this is like, a, it's called quick death. Oh, I, I, I can't think of any. Or they're too embarrassing to talk about. So Wafa, mm -hmm. have you ever uh, rid, ridden? Ridden. <laughs> a camel. R ridden a camel. <laughs> a camel, not a camel. Very specific. A camel. Let's just say any <laughs> animal. <laughs> have, okay. have you ever ridden a camel? I like how you just switch from one to another question. Like, no, no, any connection between them. But yes, actually, yes. Uh, when I was in Algeria, we were in this uh, like touristic city, and it's actually a funny story. Uh, there was like a big camel, and it was sitting, and you could sit on it. And I did that, but uh, <laughs> the camel decided that it's a good idea to spit in my brother's face. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a funny moment. <laughs> <laughs> Is it natural? Do they do it all the time? Yeah, 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 they do it all the time. Okay. <laughs> how, 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 how was it? Being I don't know. It was it was cool. I, I guess I don't know. I haven't been on top of another animal, so oh, I can't so really. Oh, no horse. No, no okay. No I really person. want to though, but. Okay, you should something. try elephant. Uh, okay, that's very specific. <laughs> <I'm> 
just came to my mind. <laughs> you should try a horse. I, I, I tried a horse. I tried Ooh, a horse once. Is it nice? Man, no, hell no. Oh, I, I, I don't <laughs> like riding so a horse. No, I don't like it. For I, different reasons. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I was a kid when I tried it and I was very scared. And since then, no, 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 no. I don't oh. want to do it. So maybe I, I think it's, it's it's okay probably, but I didn't feel like I have any control and I felt like I'm going to die, even though the person <laughs> there was actually holding the horse and walking with me, uh, but still it, I, was, I was too stressed about it. So You were reading the horse's would, mind. Would, he was like, would, oh, I'm going to run. <laughs> I would probably like like to to try the camel more because at least it's cool. You don't ride a camel every day. Okay, yeah. At least in Europe, you don't. Okay. <laughs> Imagine in Denmark. <laughs> Just like, oh, that's an interesting transportation. I mean, like, you could do it. You could do, like, a camel I'm farm. Good. I'm good. You, you, could do, you could do a camel farm in Denmark, and then you uh, would be a good business. They would be cold. Yes, they would be very, very cold. They need very heat. Cold. Very then cold. You, then you build a building and... Yeah, you will have <laughs> okay. Sahara climate. Oh, but did you know there is a desert in Denmark? Oh yeah, on the uh, top of the Denmark, right? I I don't know where is it. I, I think just it's heard on top. It. Yeah, I think it's on top. Um, uh, near the near the place where like two seas crash into each other. Yeah, maybe. So somewhere there, uh, is a desert, which is which is which is pretty much weird. It's very weird, like. Maybe we should visit someday. Definitely. Oh, uh, have you ever been to a desert in... Do, do they have deserts in Algeria? Yes, Probably. in Algeria is located Sahara, which is the yep. biggest desert in the world. Uh, I haven't been in there, unfortunately, but I have an aunt who lives in there. Who lives in there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they live like normal people. They just have a like a village. It's like it's in the desert. In the desert. Yeah. <laughs> but they live normally. That that's what my father told me. I do don't they know. have I've Wi-Fi? Never, I, I yes, they really do. yes they do for sure. Sahara <laughs> yes, that's something Maybe he new. Just said, just don't worry, they live fine. They live fine. Okay, yeah, he visited. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about deserts, once I think I saw in a store cactus juice. Oh, that's, that's good. That's actually, actually delicious. Tried? Yeah, yes, it's, it's good. It's I, better than tomato juice. I tried. Cactus uh, fruits and it's amazing and like okay. in Algeria. Cactus fruits. Yes, and they just sell them in like the, I don't know the English name, but I okay. know that they come from cactus and they just sell them on the street and it's like amazing. You should try it. Someday. Like the sharp <laughs> sticks that come out of. I I don't know. It's like it's like a round thing and it has like sharp stuff, but it's not really sharp. So it looks like a cactus fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would be scared of it. No, it's delicious. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for much. So, thank you for much. Thank you so <laughs> thank much you for much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for much. <laughs> thank you so much for coming and joining us today. It, it was, was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And uh, thank you, Arthurs, for being here with me. And uh, but doing, I'll doing, stop you. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. Though. Oh, oh. I almost yeah. forgot. I almost forgot. Hey. Sorry. Um, what would you give a life lesson to our viewers and listeners? Oh, that's a good one. Um, just try. You never know what will happen and uh, what direction will life blow you in. So keep trying. And even if it seems like the weirdest, craziest idea in the world, just try. Because there is nothing to lose. In the end, you're just going to learn, even if you fail. So keep trying. 
Thank you very much. That was Wafa. And catch you in the next one. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye. Roadcaster Pro. <sighs> That's it, people.